CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and this week I have an expert to help me break down the four hours of The Bachelorette that we endured, watched, enjoyed, question mark, this week. You know her from her podcast, Morgan's Pop Talks, and you know her on TikTok, where she covers a variety of topics, including The Bachelorette, and she just made a very funny post about Jesse Palmer and that ridiculous ending. I don't want to jump ahead. But Morgan did just admit to me that she's still fuming about that cliffhanger. Oh my gosh, aren't we all? Like, first of all, he looks like he's in a natural disaster area. Like, why are you in a broken down TV studio? And I know we'll get into all of this, but Sarah, thank you for having me. (laughs) I am still fuming. Can you tell? No, I'm so happy that you're fired up about it. I just saw a tweet that was like, they're pushing their luck after the after the, uh, the men tell all this life's going to change your news. It's just this news is going to change your life. Just a free cruise for the people in the audience to now this like after school special kind of like true crime lighting <laughs> where Jesse Palmer looks like he's about to deliver like a state of emergency. And it's just like, you guys can't handle it. It's like, don't tell me what I can't handle. I, I can mean, handle this. We've watched four hours already. Like we can handle it. <laughs> We can handle it. Well, let's jump into Fantasy Suites. It was obviously a two two episodes, but they kind of flowed, I guess. We um, can jump all over the place, but I did want to note just up front that it's interesting that they didn't have the men stay together in the same hotel suite or resort section of Mexico because the last couple seasons ever since Peter Weber, they have made the contestants, male and female, live together amongst Fantasy Suites. And both Team Rachel and Team Gabby they didn't have to commingle. Did you pick up on that? Did you have thoughts on that? Yeah, I didn't until you just said that. And my mind just straight away goes to the COVID of it all. I mean, mm. I don't know if that's the case, but it seems like they're kind of using it for everything else, you know, True. whether it be them on the cruise ship or, you know, Logan getting COVID. So maybe it was out of an abundance of caution, but it is an interesting thing to look at. That's fair. I was giving them credit and now you're right. It's definitely COVID related <laughs> because they just had Logan getting COVID and somehow none of the other ones got it. Right. And they all were just traveling for hometown. So if there was going to be like an increase or a spike, you'd think it'd be now, not when they were all on the boat together. Right. And it also is just like, oh, at this point, if one person's going to get it, everybody's going to get it. Although, I guess that's not true because Logan got it. I mean, we don't know how any of it works, right? It's so crazy, the conspiracy theory. But also, I think they probably were just trying to stay cautious. Yeah, that's such a good point. Um, We see the girls talking to each other and kind of setting up where we left off. 
which I, I do think one of the most interesting things of this season has been the Gabby and Rachel dynamic and how they bounce off mm. each other and kind of eliminate the need for a host, really, which is funny because we also saw more Jesse Palmer that we have in this whole season because of the guys needing to talk to him um, and the ridiculous cliffhanger. But I do like the way they speak to each other. And it's just worth mentioning that they drag Clayton again. They bring up Clayton and the way he handled fantasy suites and saying, I love you. And not to jump ahead, but, you know, might come back to haunt Rachel after the way she behaved. What did you think of from the beginning of the season to now the the Clayton mentions the kind of even bringing it back up? I know it's what they're they're what they relate to is fantasy suites, but mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of bold because it's not like they again Rachel acted similar. <laughs> Yeah. And I feel like it's something that Gabby said even later in the episode too, where she's like, you, you don't know what it's like until you're put through the ringer yourself. So even like last season with the whole Clayton of it all, we all can agree that he didn't handle things the best as he could. Like truly there are things that he could have done better. There's ways that he could have communicated better. But I also think that some personality types in that situation very well could develop strong and real feelings for three people at one time. I, I just don't think it's completely out of the realm of possibility. Um, so I think that they were kind of looking back, right. Knowing what we know now and seeing how this season is playing out. We're super harsh on him. And at the end of the day, you know, he's the one that's still with Susie. I know they, they spark controversy like every day they're moving <laughs> out, out of Virginia beach, like whatever. I don't know but they're still together. So I, it's just hard. I try not to, to judge the lead based on fantasy suite week. I feel like we've learned kind of not to do that because like Gabby said, you don't know how you would handle that situation because none of us hopefully will ever be in that situation Truly. unless you want to be on the bachelor. That's such a good point. It is also the debate of this show that will always spark and people, I don't think there really is a right answer to, but Mm -hmm. you know, how can you sleep with someone else and get engaged to someone else five days later? Well, it's the point of the show. Well, you should. Well, why can't, why does, can this one do it and not this one? Mm -hmm. There's no right answer, but I just think it's interesting that they brought him back up because even when they were doing like their pre-show press and I was like, do you guys have sympathy for Clayton now? Like whatever. They were like, no. And I was like, okay, (laughs) that's fine. But then I did, you think that's going to be like, oh, like I maybe judged too harshly again Clayton made a lot of mistakes and he definitely didn't handle it right but I feel like he also was pretty remorseful and was like what was I doing like he yeah definitely like he was like I killed it like, right. he's the first <laughs> yeah. be like I was bad at this <laughs> so I feel like maybe they could have had the foresight at this point of the show they'd start yeah. to feel like empathetic to him but even post-show they were like no and I was like okay girls whatever <laughs> whatever yeah like the conspiracy theorist in me wants to say that maybe producers are asking those type of baited questions I mean even cover the show for this long, you just start to look at it in a different lens of, you know, you're not always getting, even though it's reality TV, you're not always getting reality. Like there definitely is manipulated situations. Um, But also I feel like Rachel does bring it up a lot on her own, right? Like she just, she's constantly like name dropping him. And I don't know if maybe it was one of those things where she went to um, the psychic and, and they told the psychic, you know, mention her past, you know, and that kind of sparked the, the debate, but you're right. I feel like it's their season. It's been, it's been a long time since we've been with the Clayton drama. Like let's, let's leave it where it was. Yeah. Well, we obviously had, 
three overnight dates for each girl that didn't go according to plan so much for Gabby. And I feel like we should just start there and go through hers. Eric is the biggest one. And it does go over the course of the two episodes. And he did go first. Um, Mm -hmm. We left off with him saying that she was falling in love with him, at least to the audience. So we knew where she was with him and they did a nice day date where they went swimming. She had the black box, which the show is obsessed with for some reason. <laughs> she makes that ridiculous. We're going to jump off this high spot into the water. Like we're taking a leap of faith with our love. They can't stop making out. She quotes <laughs> just wants to crawl inside of him. Uh, long story short, it goes pretty well. Yeah, definitely the best out of anyone, right? Like I felt like the whole two episodes was just a disaster crash and burn all the way around. And the only two people that gave us a little bit of hope was Gabby and Eric. I know they had a little bit of issues and then also Avon and Rachel, mm. but I, f- I feel bad because have we all written Avon off as like a front runner by this point? It's kind of crazy because he's done nothing wrong. They clearly right. have a connection. She said she was falling in love with him, but it's like where no one's taking Avon seriously. And I don't yeah. even know why. I think they're giving him less screen time. So even yeah. his, his, his hometown being pushed into that mental law, mm-hmm. I bet there was a bunch of people who didn't even watch it because they don't, they skip the mental all Right. So Me. I, I think that's why. Yeah. And by the definitely. way, you torture chamber of two hours of television. Like well, not even fault, but yeah, that's what I knew. It's, I mean, just the season in general, I feel like I could kind of pick up on where the mental law was going to go. And, uh, I always watch the next day anyway. So I'm like, if it's good, mm-hmm. I will gauge the social media reaction. And if I need to watch it, I will watch it. And I saw everyone saying it's dumpster fire. Like, what is this? It was just basically a two hour ad mm-hmm. for, you know, whatever cruises, maybe champagne, bachelor in paradise, the Kardashians. Yeah. So I also missed Avon's hometown. And I feel like a lot of people are in the same boat as I am. I definitely think so. Um, But the day part of Eric's date, it went really well. And they wake up the next morning. She's got wrinkly pajamas. They're making eggs. Everything's (laughs) going well. And she's officially in love, but she doesn't want to tell him because she only wants to tell one person and kind of tells him to be patient, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So Gabby is kind of taking the route of, I was so hurt by Clayton. I'm going to do it this way. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't tell him, but that kind of creates a spiral in Eric. And we see him throughout the two episodes in his like very dramatic B-roll walking scenes with his voiceover. There are a lot of Gabby and Eric walking in these two episodes. (laughs) Him kind of saying he's worried about the other guys. He doesn't get it. And they hint when they're exiting the fantasy suite that they had these off-camera conversations and they might have been tough, but like they ended well. And they're like, remember what I told you. Then we see the end of episode one, the let's meet on the bridge letter and they meet and she immediately is like excited to see him. And he rebrings up the fact that he is worried about her being with other men and that she doesn't under, he like is struggling with it. And she wastes no time being like, we talked about this off camera, breaking mm-hmm. that fourth wall and revealing that he, I guess, expressed concerns that he thought the fantasy suite was like cheating, but they worked through it. Mm-hmm. And he brought this back up. And I would assume he brought this back up because a producer was like, you talked about it off camera. You better get your ass to the bridge. And bring it up <laughs> on camera, right. Cause why else would he do this? Yeah, I think that definitely is a strong possibility Um, and kind of it's similar to your theory, but also they're pretty much in solitary confinement when they're not on these dates. No phone, no TV, no friends, no nothing. And, And like you said earlier, they're not staying with the other guys. So they literally have nothing to do but sit there and think and think and think and think. And I think probably in this situation, it's enough to drive somebody 
nuts. And Eric maybe just had too much thinking time on his hands and, and thought to my, and thought to himself, well, I just need to talk to her again. I think he could have went, if he went about it in just a, a little bit of a different way, it would have made all the difference. If he would have said, Gabby, I've had nothing to do, but sit and think about this. And I'm kind of spiraling. Can you, can you just please, like, I know that it might be us rehashing things, but I, this is how I feel. And this is what I need right now. She could have been like, everything is still the same. We're good. Please don't worry. But he didn't do it like that. And I think that's where he made his mistake. That's such a good point because it kind of came off. It wasn't as strong as an ultimatum as we've heard before on this show. Mm -hmm. We've had especially male contestants kind of draw this line in the sand that they have no right to when they signed up for the show and be like how you can't do anything. And I think it was also a trigger for Gabby to be like, don't tell me what to do. I'm the bachelorette. Don't give me an ultimatum. And she took it as him almost maybe trying to control it and like putting it on the show again. Maybe also it's like now you're trying to make it look like I'm going to look like this like who's sleeping with several people. And I knew it wasn't okay with you. Like you're airing our dirty laundry one and it's presenting it as kind of like a, an ultimatum. And I think Mm -hmm. she, she felt like in life, she seems like one of these bachelors also that's saying like, if you're going to react like this right now in life, would you be giving me ultimatums versus like, we're on the bachelorette and this is a very specific problem you guys are having, but sometimes (laughs) it is good to like look bigger picture. Mm -hmm. But I feel like that's kind of how she read it as like, you're trying to tell me what to do, but I'm the bachelorette. I get to make the rules and like, how dare you? And I do get it. And I think you're right. And again, he didn't come off as mean or, you know, argumentative or like he was trying to lay down the law or anything like some of these guys have done in the past. But the fact that he brought it up again and didn't say like, I know we talked about this and I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I need a little bit more reassurance. It, it came off a little bit like I I don't know, like they she and she I, I understand her her feelings about it, but it it was unfortunate for the two of them. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Especially because like I said, they have been like our only glimmer of hope in this crash and burn episode of the bachelorette. So to see that kind of spiral and for her to like make those bold claims, like this might be the end for us. I thought that was a little much. I thought so too. And I understood why she walked away, like wanted to get her thoughts together, but it, I agree. It kind of felt like she she got irrationally, like a not irrationally, but definitely pretty upset about it. And then it yeah. pushed her into the Jason date. I almost feel like even like more so, like I want to give Jason the greatest chance ever mm-hmm. because I'm mad at Eric right. and he disappointed me. So I'm going to really go all in. And she says she's falling in love with him too like in the voiceover. But we know that Jason's not anywhere near there, but it's almost like not that she didn't like Jason to begin with, but that that Eric bump kind of nudges her even more in the other direction. Right. Well, I think it kind of just showed her that she needed to keep her options open and not put all of her eggs in the Eric basket. I feel like as a viewer, um, Eric has always been my final rose pick. I feel like they haven't really done a good job editing of who like the front runners are. Cause even from the second episode, I've been like Eric and Tino and it still feels like Eric and Tino hundred percent. So I I don't know if maybe she's also trying to convince herself, you know, that Jason is right up there with Eric, but I just was not really buying it. I agree. And I've always like liked Aaron, Eric decently enough. I definitely think he need a, need a haircut. <laughs> um, I think that, that their one-on-one date, some people were criticizing like he didn't comfort her enough, but I think she felt what she got. She needed, she got what mm-hmm. she needed, which is like all that matters versus what we think we saw. But, and then when we saw the episode with his family, it was really hard not to like totally feel like, Oh, he's a good person. And his, his parents seem very invested in him and in this relationship and very supportive of him going on the show at a time that, you know, some people could be like, why would 
you leave your your dad when he's sick but it almost seemed like they were like fans of gabby and really wanted this for him like it felt like such a supportive environment and just people who like know what's important in life and i think that carries another weight onto the show Mm -hmm. but it, it felt real um between them at home and on this during all these conversations, it feels very real this whole time. I agree. I think Eric and Tino have been clear front runners, which is how if they don't throw us some sort of like crazy thing at the end, it's going to be a very poorly edited season. There has to be yeah. something up their sleeve because it's not usually this obvious. I usually yeah. call for promos. Yeah. And I mean, with Jesse's cliffhanger, we're Anything sure to get the most dramatic finale ever. And I'm... emotional. He kept saying emotional. I was like, do you think this show is going to make me cry? Because it doesn't usually. <laughs> we'll see. We will see. Well, real quick, we'll touch on Johnny, who actually had the date before um, she met Eric on the bridge, um, which Eric doesn't know that she had already sent Johnny home. So he really had even less competition, but they don't get to know that, which is, you know, a kind of a psychological thing. Johnny thinks Gabby's the dopest girl he's ever hung out with. Um, They both can't keep their eyes open while they're on this uh, boat because it's too sunny. And then they get on the beach and they're kind of talking about proposals. And it's pretty clear that he's not there he and she's not that broken up about it at the time. And they're kind of just like, if we met at a bar, we probably would date for a few months and have a good time. No hard feelings, but go on to paradise, Johnny. Kind of <laughs> Not, not, not too much drama there. Yeah. I mean, at least this one wasn't so ugly to watch as opposed to some of the other ones. And I know people are making the argument online, like, Oh, well, Johnny said he wasn't ready to get engaged to Gabby. What makes him think he can go on mm-hmm. bachelor in paradise and get engaged in three weeks. I honestly feel like, they're so different. I actually think bachelor in paradise is a way better situation for contestants to be in because I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, because they get so much more time with these people, they're not like randomly getting, I mean, they get pulled for one-on-one dates, but you're spending 24 hours a day, seven days a week on a beach with these people. You're not waiting for a producer to come knock on your door and say, it's your turn. So I feel like maybe we shouldn't write Johnny off completely on bachelor in paradise. That's such a good point. I think people also are quick to say like you went on this show knowing it was for an engagement what's wrong with you? Why aren't you ready to get engaged? And it's so much of, and there's something to be said for that. Like, cause it, the fact that two out of three of her guys were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I'm not proposing on this show yeah. is tough. And in Gabby's defense, like she is so wrapped up in it and probably is like offended. And maybe even Eric is like that based on the promo. We don't know. So I get why she would be upset because it's in her head too, that this show ends in an engagement, but you know, they've kind of broke the wall a little bit more this season going into Jason being like, when the camp, there's so many cameras, I don't know what's real. There's microphones. And I do get the argument of like, dude, you're on a show. What did you Mm -hmm. expect? But also looking around and being like, oh, like we don't have any time alone until right now. And then after that alone time being like, yeah, I'm out. I respect it, honestly. Like, okay, my issue with the whole Jason situation is that by the end of it, he seemed like he didn't even want to date her, Mm -hmm. which is like, that's what I have the issue with. And that's where I agree with Gabby, where it's like, you led me on. You don't even want to date me. He kind of made that clear. He was like, yeah, we can maybe see each other. And it's like, no, dude, like if you don't know that you have strong enough feelings to at least be a serious girlfriend, what am I doing here with you? Um, But, you know, in Jason's defense, I'm one of those people who feel like, you know, engagements should be 
a pretty serious commitment. She does have a ring on her finger, everyone at home. She's getting married. I am. And I've only been engaged to one time, but it's like people do get so caught up in it. And I would much rather have a couple leave dating than have a a Blake and Katie situation where they Mm. break up six months later. It's like, how many people have we actually seen succeed? Not a lot. And it's because of the format of the show. So maybe I'm an outlier, but I would I would rather see a long term successful relationship one day get engaged as opposed to on the show in contrast to them getting engaged and then breaking up with six months to a year's time. Very good point. And it is interesting because Jason is kind of falling back on the, oh, I'm not ready to get engaged. I'm more of a realist. Like, this is too hard for me, this show. But you're right. There is something lost there where it's like, did he ever even like Gabby? Yeah. And he introduced her to his family and he knew from that moment he didn't want to propose. What else did he know? Like, mm-hmm. why did we know we didn't see that rose? They cut the rose ceremony after the hometown dates because all the guys got roses. So instead of showing us that, Jesse Palmer was just like, you can go watch it on ABC.com, which made me so <laughs> mad because I was like, this is the show that rose ceremonies are what this is built on. Right. How dare you? And there could be tension. We saw the tension between the guys waiting for, you know, when Zach pulled Rachel at the end, like mm-hmm. their faces, Tino has no poker face. I want to see Tino's face when he realizes (laughs) that Tyler didn't make it past hometowns and trying to size up to see who else is going to. Like, I think that's one of the best parts of the show. The music, the suspense, even when you know the villain's going to get it or the whatever. Like, I love the rose ceremonies. Yeah. So I was mad about that. And but so we know Jason did accept the rose. He did want to come to Mexico. And then they get behind closed doors and they had some very whatever conversation Um, and she also makes this comment, like she wanted him to play along, which kind of it's, that was an interesting comment that she said where it's, I think that means you're right. He didn't care about her because she, he would have been picking up on maybe what she was putting down of like, at least you want to date me like this is whatever, but he was done. And I guess you have to respect it a little bit to be like, I'm out but he should have left sooner. He should have yeah, left sooner. it's harsh. It's really, really harsh, especially like you said, they're down to three and he doesn't know that Johnny is gone. So now, so now totally. she only has Eric. Like what, what would have happened? Let's say if Jason was her number one front runner and she didn't feel that strong of a connection with anybody else, she would have been screwed, royally oh, yeah. screwed. That's very, very true. She said they talked in circles all night and I loved, there's something we love about Gabby that has been clear this whole time from her confrontations with Clayton through this season is she doesn't want to be like, she doesn't want to hear the BS. She said, you don't have to say things like I'm amazing. You don't have to say, sorry, just leave. You led me on. That's how I feel. You're not going to change my mind. Get out of my, mm-hmm. my Mexico resort. And I was like, You're right, Gabby. like, this is ridiculous. You don't have to end on good terms. Cause you were on this reality show together. Like she's not going to go slander his name everywhere. I assume, but I agree. Like we don't need to talk about how amazing I am. Like get off my show. I think it was the first time and and maybe I'm just not remembering, but I cannot ever remember a final three, somebody in the final three say that they wouldn't even be interested in dating the person outside of, you know, the camera situation. I was just that, that truly took me by surprise. I feel like the closest thing we got to that was like the Colton finalists, but they Mm -hmm. like Colton kind of said it to them, Mm -hmm. but also we know now, like there's so many layers to what happened there. Right. Um, But I feel like that was like the last time we were into a fantasy suite where it was like, Oh, like we're not going to go through these dates. Like we got way too far in this process. Like no one is, this is not going to end well for anyone. Um, But to wrap up Gabby's part of the episodes, we do see Eric getting ready for a rose ceremony, which LOL Um, (laughs) he's worried about it, whatever. He doesn't know if he went too far with what he did, but it's kind of bringing all the, his his worries up again on the show and Gabby informs him what happened 
And in a conversation that I kind of thought she was breaking up with him, like I know they try to throw us for a loop with the whole like the final rose conversations or the big, big ones, like the big speeches before she said that she was falling in love with him. But it kind of read to me. I was like, oh, my God, is she like walking away and going to tell him, like, call me in a few weeks and we both have time to like get over this. But no, obviously she wasn't doing that. But didn't that conversation feel a little off to you? Like, I know they're trying to trick us, but it tricked me. Well, even when she was walking up to Eric's room, she said something along the lines of like, the only way I know that I'm not going to end up her is if I just let this go or whatever. And so I was like, she's about to, she's about to break up with him. Like what is happening? And then curveball. I was like, Oh, this, this did not go where I thought it was going to go. I didn't think so either. They embraced, I mean, based on the promo, it looks like they're going to have a little bit of an issue again with him kind of being like, you know, now I'm the only one, this is great. Like, why don't we just date? Like kind of almost whispering it to her. And she, you know, I don't blame her. You have in your head, you're the bachelorette. You have these people talking you up. You're going to get engaged. You're going to get engaged. You're going to get engaged. And then it feels like a letdown for someone to say, I just want to date you. So I totally get that going through her head but you also maybe like want to be with someone who's rational enough to be like we should date I don't know well and I also just think Gabby and Rachel especially this season have said a lot that they don't I I can't remember specifically what they said but they want to be a good bachelorette you know they're always like uh, I don't feel like I'm being a good bachelorette, you know, especially when all the guys were leaving Rachel, you know, she's like, I feel like I'm failing as the bachelorette. I feel like a lot of times the leads just get so hung up on the title and Gabby's probably sitting there thinking I have one guy left, like the other two left. And now the one guy that I have left doesn't even want to get engaged. I'm going to go down as the worst bachelorette in history. Totally. And especially when you have those producers in your ear, like engaging, engaging, you know, they, you know, they just pound it into their head 24 seven. So I feel like she's probably just feeling that pressure more than anything. And if she was outside of that situation, she might see things more clearly, but under those circumstances, you just can't a hundred percent. And I mean, the natural way of them comparing themselves to each other throughout the season also, if what if Rachel gets engaged? Is Gabby going to feel like a failure that she didn't? Is she going right. to get engaged because she thinks Rachel is? Or is Rachel going to push to get engaged because she thinks Gabby is? Like that's, mm-hmm. I know we're not quote unquote pitting them against each other, but it's human nature for them to to think that about the, the other compare. one. Yeah. And I think what's also interesting with Eric is because some people were like, I did an Instagram poll and I made one of the options. Is it because he's the last one left? Like, is that the whatever? And I don't think he was the default by any means. Like if jo- if the other two left and it was Johnny, I don't think she'd be like, Johnny, you better propose. Yeah. So I don't think it's that, but I do think there's an element to it of that it would be interesting, which I thought this conversation was going that way of her almost breaking up with him and saying, let's give it a minute because I just got like all this stuff, like the, the rug ripped from out from under me with mm-hmm. everyone leaving and like these breakups happening and fantasy suites not going how I thought. Let's take a beat and see if these feelings are real. Or are we reacting because I want to be the bachelor and whatever? Like, I think Mm -hmm. there's part of her that almost wanted to do that with some of the things she was saying, but I also don't blame her. I mean, you're still going through the show. Like, why not have him meet your family and see what happens? But I don't know. I worry. I I ship them, but I'm a little worried about the rest of Gabby and Eric's journey. I know. I really just hope that her, I, I, I know that I keep calling it a dumpster fire, (laughs) like (laughs) comparing it to crashing and burning, but that's how I felt watching the whole episode that it was a car crash that I couldn't look away from. But I feel like she had the most drama this episode. And I've noticed throughout the season, they kind of go back and forth, Mm -hmm. right. With like, Gabby has a bad episode. Then the next one, Rachel has a bad episode. So I'm really hoping that, you know, the, the brunt 
of Gabby's bad episode is out of the way and that hopefully in the finale will be rainbows and butterflies. That's that's a good point. She definitely went through it this week and she had it in a minute because they were going back and forth. And then I feel like Rachel maybe got a few in a row mm-hmm. um, and then she had a much easier kind of fantasy suite situation, which starts with Avon. As we said, nothing against him. There's just not that much to say. He is very all in on Avon. He's very all in on Rachel. He has said he's falling in love. He told her he's hundred percent ready to get engaged, but half of Avon's date was us watching Tino talk to Jesse Palmer about how it's trying his patience and how he's worried. Um, He's not worried about hometowns, but he knows Rachel is and how that went. And he did say the line. It's mind boggling to me that she's not sure at this point. I certainly don't need to sleep with anybody else. And I was like, well, sir, you're not the bachelor, (laughs) so you don't get the choice. And I didn't like that. That was the one thing he said. I get it. These guys, they start to spiral, but I didn't like that line. That felt a little bit of a, okay, Tina, well, no one asked you, you don't, you don't get the option. So don't even make the comment. I mean, and like been there, done that a million times. Like, do these guys really not know? Like, do they not watch any season prior? Because we have this, at least with one of the contestants, Mm -hmm. the same argument every single, and it never ends well. You know, it's not, some guy says that and it's never like, oh, you're right. I'm only going to sing with you and we're going to get married right now. Like that never happened. So just don't even say it. Don't even say it. Don't even bother. Don't go on the show. If you really think if you like fundamentally deep down, you're not a bad person. If you don't like this process, the show is absolutely insane. Right. But don't sign up for it and shame the lead for how they handle it, because that's right. not fair. And again, with you go, go back to Clayton, he got shamed, but it was also because of the way he reacted to Susie's concern and the way he was in love with all three. And not that he wasn't the way he, everything he did was the, yeah. the rose ceremony, breaking up with him at the same time. Like he, from start to finish, he admitted to himself that he like fell for like, this is normal. Like I'm in like a polyamorous relationship, but I'm actually a monogamous person, but I let the show like get out, get away from me. And that's fine. And he's admitted it now, but it just, I didn't like that line from Tino. Um, but Avon, again, it went well. She said the next morning that she's falling in love with him. I was surprised she told him that just because we know her strong feelings for Tino. And part of me wonders if they aired this in order, which who knows, they seem to put a lot of emphasis on Avon being first. So if he went first, she was upset after Tino's hometown date. She's kind of still reeling from that a little bit. Right, right. And a little part of me, not to, you know, try to pretend I know what Rachel's thinking, but a little part of me thought Rachel's trying to go all in with Avon because she's worried about what's going to happen with Tino. Yeah. And not that she didn't like him. She definitely does. But I think she was like really trying to be all in at this home on this fantasy suite because she was anxiously anticipating what was going to happen with Tino. And she wanted to be happy with Avon in the meantime. Yeah. Well, especially like we've already discussed before, they want to be a good bachelorette. So Mm -hmm. you don't, as a bachelorette, you don't want the audience to tell that you really only like one person, even though we can all feel it. Mm -hmm. So maybe she was just trying to convince us and herself in that moment, you know, that I, I have more options than just, you know, my season isn't going to go up in flames if, mm-hmm. if this doesn't work out. And I'm going to prove it by telling Avon that I'm starting to fall for him. That's kind of how I read it too. It feels like it's more about what happened with Tino than what happened with Avon. Yeah. Um, which we finally get to Tino 
and they have a little bit of an awkward day portion of their date. He can tell there's something wrong by the night portion. He says, quote, I don't want you to be nervy around me, which I just have to point out. He did use the word nervy, everyone. And like that is cold. Like, yeah, it wasn't like in a joking manner. He's like, I don't want you to be nervy. Yeah. Like, don't be nervy, babe. It's like, okay, well, now I'm nervy that I'm falling in love with someone who uses the word nervy, Tino. Oh my God. Um, And she's, you know, your family hated me. And he's like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. And she kind of reveals something that her, his dad had said that he didn't know. You could tell he was a little thrown off by maybe the, how harsh his dad really was, which is fair. He hasn't watched it. He doesn't know. And I did sympathize with Rachel at that hometown. It felt like they were going a little too hard on her. You can criticize the show, but your son, guess what? He did go on it and he is falling for it. And you can be protective without like blatantly kind of making her feel small or disrespecting her. It felt, yeah. it felt harsh to me. Yeah, I agree. But she's, she's out there sweating so much. It must be so hot in Mexico. And they, <laughs> they keep putting her in these clothes that just, I don't like, and there's too much bronzer at the scene and it's not her fault. You guys, Rachel is beautiful, but she's got like so much bronzer on her face. They're sweating. They're having this awkward conversation. I'm nervy watching it. Um, and she, oh, she said it, her dad had told him, I'm not going to disown him if he gets engaged, but I can't accept it. And he tries to emphasize it's not you, it's the show, it's the situation, which is fair and kind of keeps trying to say he won't be mad. He'll get on board. He'll get on board. Do you think Tino's parents would get on board if he actually called and said, I'm engaged to Rachel? Literally, no. Tino's dad is still going balls to the wall on Facebook. Can you tell me about that? Tell me about that. Okay. So even now, um, I saw this on Bachelor Data, Susanna's Instagram, where icon Susanna. Tino's dad called her a nerd for like keeping all of these stats. It was, and like, he might've been joking, but rude. Don't say that. Don't disrespect Susanna. Never, literally never the go. I mean, the stuff she does for us. Um, but in the comments, people were like, I hope your son wins. And he would respond by saying wins question mark. There's no way to win something like this. Like, or like, I'm not sure how someone comes out a winner in a, in the bachelor, you know? So just very, and, and this is while the show is being aired. So there has been time that has gone by. The family knows whether or not they have ended up together or not. Mm-hmm. So it's like all this time has gone by and Tino's dad is still being a troll in the comment section on Facebook. So that's crazy. I feel like Rachel kind of had a right to be guarded. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. And based on the promo, she's yelling at someone post show when she's in the backyard and she's like, you didn't keep your promises you lied that has to either she's going back to yell at zach again or she's yelling at tino or i don't know because it feels like that's aftermath stuff that's like Mm -hmm. the show ends and now we got to find out something else happened in between wrapping the show and after the final rose which is always the best kind of finale like finding out that they broke up already or someone cheated on someone or this like that is what gives your live after the final rose like wait and like you are it becomes appointment television a little bit especially if it doesn't leak in like a mainstream way which a lot of times if they're accused of like having a girlfriend or whatever it comes out and people and, and us weekly wherever um so that's interesting she does say, he does say, I love you, Rachel, versus just falling in love with you. She says, I love you too, straight up, full on, I love you. So at this point, Rachel did say she was falling in love with Avon to his face, told Tino, I love you too. And I think that's why we get to with Zach this kind of meltdown, weird conversation thing, because she goes into this again, if it aired in order, I know they don't always, but it seems like for this one, it kind of had to. 
she's like, he's perfect on paper. This week has been a dream, but she's still thinking about everything that happened with Avon and Tino. Doesn't know, you know, if how Zach is feeling, doesn't know if she's, you know, there with him. Mm -hmm. But we do see during the day, they're making out, they're having fun. She still invites him to the fantasy suite. It seems like it's going well from Zach's perspective Mm -hmm. until we're the next morning. And they have this very awkward talking about cutting fruit situation they admit they didn't sleep at all and she's kind of like I, I hope you gained clarity we covered a lot we covered a lot and you can tell he's like what the hell i'm living in the twilight zone yeah i mean not good yeah not great and and honestly i was still a little bit confused by the aftermath of it like when zach goes on to explain the situation like surely it's not all about age because right. at that point you know they've been on this journey for however long three months and from day one rachel has known that he's 25 years old like that fact has never once changed and she's 26 like he right. said so the excuse just does not add up no. And I think that's, I guess, his point. And he says a lot without really saying anything mm-hmm. because apparently also they're like seven months apart or something, maybe six months apart in age. So that's, that's ridiculous. And that, because the age thing came up, that's where I, my brain went to, Oh, Rachel's trying to come up with a reason mm-hmm. to let Zach down easy to either have him one, be the one to walk away or so he's not surprised when he doesn't get the rose, like plant the seeds, whether he's going to leave or she's not going to pick him because she knows she's promised two other ones that they're, they're in. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want to look like the bad guy. She doesn't want to be pull a Clayton. She doesn't want to be a bad bachelorette. She doesn't want to hurt his feelings probably, but she suggested his age being the problem and him not being ready. And almost like tried to like gaslight him into thinking he wasn't ready to which he's like, wait a minute. I told you I was ready. We're a couple months apart. We had this great day date. You had a great time with my family. Where, what is this switch flipping? Mm -hmm. And in Zach's defense, that's why he's kind of accusing her of being a little fake Inauthentic was the word he used, but that's like saying she turned it on for the cameras. And that's, those are big words to call your lead. I know, but also I feel like if I were to believe anyone saying that about Rachel, it would be Zach. Like, I don't, I don't get inauthenticity from him. Like he seems like a very genuine person. He's not been involved in any drama up until, you know, this point, whether it was with the guys in the house or Mm -hmm. even with Rachel, he's always been a gentleman. They, I think what happened with Rachel and Zach is they had such a, um, a bonding first date Mm -hmm. that the rest of their progression didn't live up to that expectation when they had that day and they were both, you know, sobbing and they were like, well, I can't believe this is happening. You You like planes. I like planes. Do you have a dad? I have a dad. (laughs) Literally. Literally. So I feel like they had such high expectations and maybe going into the season, it fell flat on Rachel's end because she had relationships with other guys. But for Zach, you know, it probably only kept building because it started off so strong. I also think it's a little bit of like, um, Zach, you know, you know, when I don't want to say it, say it. it's such a say bad, it. it's so bad Say it when guys are too nice. Mm, yes. I feel like maybe Rachel thinks that Zach is too much of a nice guy and she needs a little bit of that edge like that. And I wouldn't say that Tino's not nice, right. but I, I do think that he kind of has that, that 
a little bit of edge to him. I yeah. don't know. Do Am I making things up? No, I agree. I think Zach is, I mean, Zach literally said on this episode that he's never raised his voice before in an right. argument. Right. <laughs> That's insanity. Whether you're yeah. fighting over, I don't know, the color of something on the internet or if Harry Styles spit on Chris Pine, <laughs> you got to get passionate sometimes. You got to right. fight. Um, or whether you're yelling at Jesse Palmer on right. TikTok like I just did today. Some of us are irrational <laughs> to a fault, but you got to have something that grinds your gears. You know what I mean? And you don't yeah. want to fight poorly. I think he'd probably be a great person to get into a fight with because I'm sure he'd treat you with such respect and <laughs> kindness. And that's great in a partner. But I agree. I think there could be some of that. But I also think to your point, if it is that she just feels stronger with the other two, that happens on the show all the time. Right. That's textbook bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So say, I know this might throw you off, but I actually do have stronger feelings with the other two. And I'm so sorry about that. Thank you for your time and leave. Like yeah. they pull that all the time and they may be blindsided and they might be upset, but why not go that route? Why go? You're too young. Are you sure you're ready? I don't think you're ready. Make him self doubt and kind yeah. of manipulate him into thinking it's his fault versus just saying it's not you. It's me. That's, yeah. the, that's the way to get out of this. It's you have the right. You can, you're dating three people. You have to pick two and then right. one. So yeah. it's a, we're expecting it, Rachel. Like why go this route? Why kind of yeah. trick him into thinking it's his fault? Especially when you are 26. I like know. She, she just really did not think that excuse all the way through. No. And I mean, when she was on Clayton season, she had to have been 25. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know when her birthday is, but I mean, she was in the same exact spot that Zach is in now. Final three fantasy suites ready to accept a proposal. So why, why would the roles be reversed with Zach? Yeah. And to play devil's advocate, because I definitely feel like Rachel, I think the tide is maybe turning on her a little bit online and social media. And that can be tough. People are, you know, kind of comparing her to Clayton. You said, I love, you said you were falling for two people. Isn't that what he did? You, the Zach thing is sketchy. He's calling you an authentic kind of accusing you of being performative. Not great. The only devil's advocate I would say, which I don't really believe this, but just throwing it out there. If Zach is over-exaggerating this conversation and he's going to Jesse Palmer and he's trying to get screen time and he wants to be the bachelor or he took it the wrong way or he's going too far in his commentary because we didn't see the conversation. From his perspective, mm-hmm. it kind of seems like she was making these things up and putting these things in his head and making him have self-doubt. There is a chance that while the cameras were away, he's he's reading this conversation wrong and he's taking it the wrong way or he's exaggerating either to look good or because he's just spiraling because he's on this show. Right. Um, there's a chance it's not as bad, but the way it was presented to us is what the hell is Rachel doing? It feels like she could have just not given him the rose and called it a day. It's really interesting too, because I think that everyone will take an argument differently. I mean, I'm reminded of Greg's argument with mm. Katie to completely polarizing opinions, but you had people who sided with Katie and you had people who sided with Greg. But we got to watch it. This one we didn't see, which is also a problem, but you're right. I'm hoping that at least with Zach, you know, interrupting their rose ceremony, that we will at least be able to get a glimmer of what happened, you know, without cameras. I'm glad that he did pull her before the rose ceremony, because this is kind of like Zach's bridge moment like Eric had to where we need the context. I wish we would have gotten it this week, but you know what? Damn it. We will wait until Jesse Palmer said we couldn't handle it. Morgan. He (laughs) said that we needed to take time as a society, as bachelor nation to sit back, have another glass of wine while trying to, you know, turn off the claim to fame finale because yeah, I got sucked into that show for half of the time and we couldn't, we weren't ready. We were not ready to, to watch it all. And it is two parts 
which is mind blowing to me. This is when people complain when there's like three hour episodes. And I think the bachelor used to do that too much. They took advantage of our time with the three hour episodes, but I'd rather have a three hour one night than a four hour two night. In my opinion. I agree. Wasn't there a point in time where a whole season of bachelor in paradise was on Monday and Tuesdays or did I, yeah, it was Monday and Tuesdays. And then they had after paradise, which, so it was a three hour block. Like two nights a week. I just do they, we have jobs, ABC. Like, please. Thank God our jobs are a little bit associated, but imagine (laughs) people, who don't even get to spend an hour talking about this nonsense as part of their job. There are mothers out there neglecting their children, not because putting Jessie food Palmer on the table. Says because... We can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I know. Um, do you have any other predictions or wants, desires for the next two episodes? And then of course we go right into paradise, not a break in sight. Um... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like it is so up in the air that I I don't even know what to predict. I mm-hmm. really do think that Gabby and Eric will end up together. I don't know in what capacity. Um, I think I, okay. Okay. I will say this. And I remain unspoiled, by the mm-hmm. way. Me too. I think that Eric will cave to the pressure and he will get engaged to Gabby. Um, because I think it's a lot easier for you to be talked into something than totally. talked out of it. So I feel like it's going to be much easier for people to talk Eric into getting engaged than to say a producer is never going to go up to Gabby and say, it's okay. If you guys leave here dating, they're right. not going to do that. So no. I feel like maybe I don't want to say reluctantly, but even knowing what we know, if that happens and they get engaged, I will watch that scene in the back of my head, knowing that Eric has a little bit of doubt. And it's like, yeah. do you, do you even want that? I wouldn't want that. No, but that's my prediction. And then obviously something goes down with Rachel and her final pick. We all think it's going to be Tino. Um, gotta but, be Tino. Yeah, gotta be Tino. The backyard brawl. Let's hope something <laughs> happens after the finale. And it might be, she little... might be yelling at Tino's dad. Like you promised Ooh. me Tino's dad that you were going to come around or you didn't actually but your son promised me yes. through him that you were going to come around. How dare you, Tino's dad? Like, yeah, it might, she might be yelling at him. Log off Facebook, Tino's yeah. dad, for five seconds, please. Tino's dad, do not call Barbara Weber and consult <laughs> her on how to handle this show. She is not the right person to call for me. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh Morgan, I could talk to you forever. This show, the, what a what a two-hour, what a four-hour block of television to break down. I'm so happy you were able to do it with me. Tell everyone where they can listen to your show, what you've been covering lately, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so my podcast is Morgan's Pop Talks. Of course, we do cover the Bachelor franchise, but we do all reality TV and pop culture. So Bravo, the Kardashians, you know, what what are Justin and Haley Bieber doing? We're very broad in the pop culture sphere. Um, you can find me on social media at Morgan P Talks on Instagram and TikTok. And then you can listen to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Thank you so much. Have an awesome rest of your day. You have to come back for paradise if you, yes, if you dare. <laughs> please, as long as they're not too two-hour episodes a night, I will be down to watch it. <laughs> they did take Dancing with the Stars and move it to Disney+. Plus. I don't know no, what that was no, for, no, no, the no, programming, no, no, no. but it feels like maybe they're trying to sneak in more of this program. I don't know how. Oh, please, God, no. <laughs> All right, Morgan, thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Bye.